You're listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie, with your host, certified life and spiritual coach, Naz Rose. Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome back to Third Eye Talks. We are in for a great time in today's episode. I am welcoming someone who I think is so wonderful and whose expertise and knowledge about the angels and the soul paths is really inspirational. So please join me in welcoming today, Ryan Angelo. Ryan is not only an elite Jedi master, (laughs) (laughs) but he is also, uh, he's a digital nomad with a background in psychology who now uses the help of angels and the angelic realm to really help people connect and uh, heal and make the connection between their body, spirit, and mind. So hi, Ryan. Welcome, Elite Jedi Master. How are you? Oh, man. That, that's, uh, that's a tall order. I appreciate it, though. That's like <laughs> the coolest thing. I'm so happy to have you on on Third Eye Talks, and I really want to jump right in because I know we have a lot of ground to cover in terms of the seven soul paths, but um, before we do, give us a little background on how you ended up where you are today and doing what you are today. I'm sure there's a beautiful story behind this. Oh, yes. Thank you very much, Nas. So my story, a while back, I was a personal trainer that I developed interest in the psychology and started bridging the two together with my clients and saw a lot of progress everybody I was working with. And I started getting into NLP and hypnosis and psychology and how do you help leadership? And I taught about influence, all these positive things to try and help as many people as possible. But I got a little bit disillusioned because I was up behind the scenes one time working with a lot of really powerful-ish entrepreneurs. They called themselves leaders. They weren't. They were entrepreneurs. They liked their money. And they were talking about how, oh, they closed all this and they got all these. They weren't talking about the people. Like, I, I very much think there's two different tribes, right? There's those of us who are part of this team, God or team, you know, let's all do this and succeed together. And then there's, you know, call it, God bless your little hearts, like the virus, like narcissism, fatigue, all that stuff, whatever. So I make this big prayer. I'm like, oh, my life to change. I want something to change, right? I called it in. Didn't realize how big a call I was making. Next thing I know, I'm flown out to go and be this behind the scenes, sharpen your your, your mental abilities, you know, get, get on point for stage. And the CEO has this extreme vision while I'm taking through this process and asked me to go out to this beautiful place in British Columbia, truly, truly beyond a description in terms of gorgeousness on 11-11 of 2011. And so I had the spiritual awakening that was just gargantuan, like off the charts. We're talking something biblical almost. If I hadn't had my friend on the mountaintop with me, when I came into contact with Archangel Michael, I would have thought I was crazy. Took me about 10 years to integrate the whole experience because one of the things that I found out later on was uh, David R. Hawkins wrote Power Versus Force. He talks about the highest frequency of emotion we can access is at, at 900, right? From a scale of, of very low to very high. And so peace is our highest access to emotion. An archangel rep- resonates at 50,000. 
And so coming into contact that something like that's like plugging your finger into a nuclear reactor. And so my whole life got obliterated. Everything I thought I wanted got taken away. All these millionaire friends who I didn't really like got removed from my life. And it was like authentic people started showing up and my whole perspective entirely changed. And what I taught started to shift. And it was really, really amazing also how throughout all of that, my soul had been building these different systems that made more sense on the other side of this than they did when I was trying to appease, you know, the, the people who take relentlessly. And what I find now is as a result of that, in the last 12 years, I've been refining the process is I work with a lot of what I call incarnated angels or, or light workers. You know, we, we, we all, we all know these terms, right? These, these beings who have this purpose, but my function is to help the helpers. That's why I exist. My, I, I don't really care about leading. I'm interested in helping the leader. And what I've come to appreciate is, 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 the more we strengthen those who already strengthen other people, the light just expands because we're part of this big, I call it the unseen alliance. Because mm -hmm. we know too, we come into contact like, no, as you and I sit down, like, oh my God, I know this soul. And there's <laughs> all this light, right? Light plus light. And it's because our tribe, what we're doing is we're bypassing all the delusion, right? The whole, the whole matrix, the whole insanity, the whole darker agendas. And our souls are ancient and know how to get through it. This is why a lot of us took on crazy lifetime stuff like, crazy family, crazy this, all it was like, well, a lot of us, we share our war stories. You're like, holy cow, why, why would you sign up for that? Because we know our souls had this I'm divide. sure a lot of listener, listeners can resonate with that, with why, uh, why did I choose this chaos? And that's- yeah, Why did I pick these parents? I mean, there's so many people who I work with right now who had to deal with the, the devouring mother archetype or the tyrannical father archetype mm -hmm. or the mother of the weakling father. And it's like, Holy crap, that's just so much to work through. And then as a little baby, you take on all the energy to like, I'll do it for you. And then we got to reverse it and undo and release the guilt, come back into I do belong. It's like, we signed up for this because we know how to do it, right? Yeah. We do. Our, our souls have this innate ability and our function is to remind each other mm -hmm. and to like say, hey, you know, I got your back. And you're like, yeah, I got your back. And <laughs> we're not even having to overly do anything. It's just our presence, right? Two lights yeah. in a room. It's a lot of light. But unfortunately, a lot of us have a lot of not so much lights, right? You have you know, sucky energies. It's like, of course, bright light attracts bugs. That's the nature. That's the nature of what we're doing here is trying to bring more of that light where that darkness is existing, and and trying to get that out and brighten up the rooms. You know that we here. <laughs> yes, and the biggest lesson I've ever been taught, and this is through the Archangel Michael and the High Council is we are not here to bring the light to the darkness. That's not how we do it. We've been doing that for a long time. That's just, let me rescue you. Let me help you out. Let me listen to your problem for the 87th per time. Instead, we're asked to bring the darkness to the light. And this has to do with you taking care of yourself. And what I teach all my clients is to be a lighthouse keeper. Like, don't leave your lighthouse and go and jump in the water and swim to the boats and ask them to see things. You're going to get attacked by sharks and tentacle monsters and crushed by the boats and hit rock. Stay in your lighthouse. Dial up your light. You do that naturally, you just by your presence, just by you being who you are, whether it's setting healthy boundaries, whether it's you taking care of yourself when other people are trying to get you not at all. If you just own your true self, you radiate that wisdom. And all of my clients, the things you find out is I work a lot of, of, of healers, a lot of psychologists, a lot of, a lot of moms. Moms are awesome, as are dads. And as you take care of your 
everyone around you responds. Initially, they fight it and they mock it because that's, that's a piece of it. The ego has to try and control stuff. And if it discovers it can't control you, then it gets really frustrated because you're no longer playing in the delusional time frame. Mm-hmm. You're to a higher time frame. When you raise up to a higher time frame, you bring everybody with you just by being. Like every breath you breathe, literally the electrons are more positive, you know, charged positively. And you've been in the room with someone who's negative, sucks happiness out of the room. You've been in the room with somebody who's enjoying it's like, <laughs> and, you know, opposites can't really, you know, exist in the same space. Yeah. So that which is connected to the infinite, which is our team, we have this and we can tap into if we're smart enough, wise enough, and patient enough, and self-loving enough, and all that goodness to do it. The other factor is just wants food. And I don't know about you, but... I know I'm yummy, but I ain't no healthy food. I don't have, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm that. <laughs> I don't so, want you to eat off of me. Yeah, you know? Like no. take my take my my light. So let me ask you this, Ryan. We the light workers and all of the people who are here to really do this job, like you said, I I'm assuming, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, that they are they we fit are. into we are that we are we fit into one of these seven soul paths that you yeah. identified and so i want to jump into into that question because i know my listeners are perking up their ears and they're like well i know i feel that yeah, what, yeah. what really is my soul path and how do i begin to follow it so can you tell us a little bit walk us through first maybe what are those seven souls sure. Let me preface it by saying this isn't necessarily typology because you're an omnipresent being. You have all of them, but your superpowers are in one and then maybe two of the paths, okay. which means you can do it all. Like a, a baker can, can you know, do, uh, I don't know, woodworking and a woodworker can cook something, but you put the baker in the kitchen, that bread's going to be epic. Put the woodworker yeah. in the shop. It's amazing. So if you own just your amazing strengths, instead of being all the strengths, you can do that. If you want to go for it. But if you just own who you are, you're going to find, well, my soul has a lot of wisdom that's right there ready to go that you just have to remember more than have to learn. And that's the coolest part of it. So seven paths, elder path, mastery of power. This is the father path. This is perfection. This is that kind of an infrastructure, the core of of it all. Everything has elder path energy in it because it's like the raw material. It's the line between light and dark. The awakener path. The awakener path is about enjoying our experience, integrating wisdom and understanding and discernment and really being in the flow and and learning, basically connecting with the mind of God in ever-increasing levels. The unifier path, which a lot of us have a deep kinship with, is love. It's it's the essence of what we call the Holy Spirit, the idea of oneness. But it's also spiritual discernment. This is, yes, I love you, and I won't tolerate your bullshit. Forgive my language, but at a certain point, those of us who are loving, we've come to appreciate that sometimes you do have to set boundaries with the person who really doesn't respect the boundaries. They're going to test your boundaries. The best way to love them is to keep loving your connection with the Creator first, loving yourself, and then giving yourself a breath, and then loving the other person or other persons. But then you have the purifier path. The purifier path is kind of like the nub, the the the, the nucleus of all of it, right? It's, it's the idea of complete discipline, but perfect joy. So it's a return to innocence, right? And one of the things I've always appreciated is naivety is always innocent, but innocence doesn't have to be naive, right? Sometimes we'd be like, I'll take it on. Sure, I'll do that. We don't have to repeat lessons. And discipline says enough. I'm not repeating the lessons anymore. I'm going to be in my, my A game. I'm going to be who I am. But you're not taking my joy. Like, I like being happy. Happiness is a natural thing. I realize 
you're really offended by it, but okay, <laughs> we'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> Go watch some pet videos. I love you. Bye-bye. But the purifier path is really this ascension path. It's about your ability to access and feel comfortable in higher frequencies as you're allowed to be. I love, the, the biggest thing we've all of us come across is these people who get jealous of us or threatened by us and narcissists and all this stuff. You're allowed to be in joy. It's who you are. It's where all your power is. Why do you think the anti-life is threatened by it? It's because you're powerful and you're invincible when you're in it. So purifier path is all about getting back into that. Then you got the manifestor path. A lot of us like the manifestor path is where abundance is and prosperity and harmony and wholeness and healing. It's like the vision. It's the third eye. So your show would be the manifestor path of the third eye. And when the powers of the manifest are that you recognize the whole and you help all the parts integrate. It's kind of like Carl Jung's concept of, of the, the, the self, the organizing aspect of the psyche. And the gift of the manifestors is that you see through the illusion. And when you do, you bring truth. And you're also, as your training increases, you recognize there's certain things that don't deserve your focus, even though they really want your focus. You're like, nah, dude. Put my focus here, right? And and the the elite power of the manifestors is the ones who learn how to get out of tunnel vision, the hyper focus, like you're doing a lot of different stuff, bring it back and to really be that lighthouse keeper. This is why manifestors are so abundant. You just naturally step into it because your intuition just automatically guides you flawlessly where you need to be and where you need when you need to be there. And it does that by healing you. By becoming whole again, by letting go of the illusions that you took on as a kid, like, okay, to make every everyone happy, I've got to sacrifice my joy. No, you know, that's an old, that was a lie. That was an illusion. Let that go. That's a delusion. That's not helpful. <laughs> like, <laughs> reclaim thyself. Be, be thou made whole. And then you, <laughs> the path of the guardian, the path of the guardian is this quality that's just so magnificent because it's Christ consciousness, not religious consciousness, because religion is fine, you know. Religion is religion, right? Religios means to bind together, but we have people who learn that. And it's kind of like, if you can't beat them, try and manipulate the crap out of it. So we have things that have gotten into the religions that are weird, but Christ consciousness or Buddha consciousness, they're very comparable energies as are other types of consciousness. Christ consciousness is anointed consciousness. It says, I will not tolerate narcissism ever again. I'm an autonomous individual. I honor oneness. I'm in oneness but I am an autonomous individual within it. I will not give you my life force, period. And it's as strength as that Phoenix energy, but it's also peace, right? It's brotherhood and sisterhood. So it, see, the power of the guardian is it doesn't tolerate the vampire, the energy vampire. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel a need to attack it or appease it. It's like, yeah, you are where you are, as am I where I am. And that boundary is not going anywhere. Oh, my buddy, please. Better lay back. Like, I understand that's where you are currently. And I compassionately honor your journey. I tied a rope around that tree and I threw it into your pit. Mm -hmm. Read the book I suggested. Get back to me once you have. Stop calling me with your nonsense. And, and it's not mean, it's, it, it, but it doesn't sacrifice peace, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it neutralizes the envious, jealous qualities that really do so much damage. And then you have the path of the mystic, which everybody's like, ooh, I'm in the path of the mystic. Path of the mystic is when masculine and feminine are fully one. See, the guardian paths, when they work with each other in balance, kind of like yin and yang, that brings peace. And you know, as well as I, when masculine and feminine are respecting each other, it's like, sweet. But mm -hmm. a lot of times, when one's being in control or masculine wants to be in control and there's problems. Masculine and feminine are fully equal, 100%. Anyone who says otherwise, they're in dysfunctional consciousness. They're, they're, they're polarized or they're overcompensating, which is, again, polarization. Masculine and feminine are 
perfectly balanced. They are perfectly equal in perfectly contrasting ways. So anyone, this is the biggest lesson I can ever offer is men and women are fully and totally equal, absolutely, in every possible way, masculine, feminine qualities, perfectly equal, just in, in balanced ways. The more balanced you are, the more you enter in the, men's, the mystical essence where they become one, and that's where creation happens. Okay. This is where the unseen exists. So the mystic path, well, the awakener path is about consciousness mastery. The mystic path is about accepting your relationship with your unconscious and the subconscious and recognizing that, whoa, there's a lot out there. There's a lot going on. And here's the thing. There's a lot of stuff that's freaky and weird in the astral plane that really wants your attention. It's like, listen to me. But if you recognize you have this unseen ally, your, your core infrastructural guidance, and you have all these actual allies that are, you know, are above the fifth dimensional line, because the, the fifth dimensional line is like a you shall not pass line. I know there's people talking about 250 different dimensions and yada, yada, yada. We have plenty to work with just getting past the fourth dimension into the, into the fifth, all right? Because if you can access consistently the fifth dimension, then sure. Other lessons, but a lot of people get caught and veer off in the in the in the fourth dimension when they're trying to connect, and they start listening to this thoughts as you do want to eat that pizza, or they or it says that person's evil, you shouldn't like them. And mm -hmm. it's like, that's, not, that's not your true self. Your true self's always going to be at peace. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of an expense, but it's only accessible through very proactive surrender. And it's weird to put those two words together because proactive surrender, how they work together. Reactivity is where a lot of spiritual people kind of get caught because we're trying to problem solve, right? We've identified variables in the field that must be solved, and we also, a lot of us are really smart, right? A lot of us are very clever. A lot of us have had a lot of people we had to take care of, so we had the ability to multitask with hyper-efficiency. And then we detect certain things, right, because we're empathic, and so we detect variable in the field. And we start trying to find it really quick, and then we get caught in all these different tangents. And what it is is almost like tricksters with, like, Fishing hooks and these little <laughs> things like, solve this, solve this, solve this. <laughs> and the idea of the mystic path is proactively says, okay, there's emotion and free feeling present. There's a lot of thoughts present. I'm none of these things. I'm the awareness. Let me take a step back. Let me honor that the difficulty in taking a step back is stuff holding on to me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to hold on back. I can release it. Because the power of the mystic passage is forgiveness, to forgive, to relinquish away, to let go, to disentangle the knot. And so when you take a step back and you let yourself relax a little bit, there is a residual resistance because sometimes the ego wants to hold on to fight back. A lot of us are warriors. I and mean, let's be honest. I mean, we've been doing this a bit. We've been in the trenches. We fought. We know how to fight. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Sometimes it's like, right? Let me fight that. But at the same time, we're also tired of it. Like It's nice to be able to sit back, have some tea, and read a book you like and not feel guilty or feel like you have to attack something or battle or, yeah. or peace. And so the mystic path is like, yeah, you do. So enjoy the surrender consciously. And there, boom, the intuition is there, the insight, the, the right guidance. And you just know what to do. And then there's a completion of some kind, whether it's a letting go of something or getting to what needs to be done instead of all the things that try to convince you that it needed to be done. I love that. So those are the seven, seven paths in a quick, quick glance. Wow. Okay. So if we, if we find ourselves reflected in one or two of these, let's say we, we find one primary one. Cause I think everyone, like you said, might identify with different paths, but there's probably one that stands out. Once we find that, 
how do we begin the journey of, or do we need to begin a journey or simply allow the journey to have like come to us? Where do we begin to follow that path and really embody it? Well, there's two options. There's three options. One, you can do nothing and just kind of like sit there and wait for someone to lock on your door and help you. I've never been about that. I understand it though. That sometimes. doesn't sound like the right, that yeah. doesn't sound like the one you want to do. <laughs> because, yeah, you know, sometimes we have, See, the thing about there's an effort to stop this, too, the distraction. Whether you call it the devil with Tico, Heoka, blah, 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 narcissism, boogeyman, there is a factor that's horrified of you embracing your true self because the second you do it, can't mess with you anymore. If you can't mess with you, you're automatically helping other people. You're a big problem because it wants to eat and you're like, nah, dude. And then as soon as you say, nah, dude, you're helping others be like, okay, right? And so the the, the first step is getting above that and say, okay, I do want to own this. Mm -hmm. gently i don't have to do it intensely or maybe you're a super achiever and you want to and so the next step is you decide one or two paths you either do it all on your own right and then you find stuff and i mean i did that it was agonizing actually i didn't do that i thought i was doing that but i kept seeking out guidance and i just there's the illusion of doing it on your own if you want to try and do that and a lot of us don't trust because you got betrayed as kids i don't trust very much i'm healing that all the time but the right people are showing up the more i do and being able to trust and support, really trust it, is, is this next step. And so if you're willing to be open to that possibility, then, for instance, our tools built to assist you by souls such as mine, right? The, un, the, the soul path course, the unseen ally curriculum. My function is to empower the empowers. My function is to help earth angels. I work with those who work with others, whether it's your family, whether it's your clientele, or whether it's your patients. And the idea is if you tap into something like that, you tap into something that's proven, like again and again and again, like I have packs. The thing I've heard about the Soul Path curriculum, which you've talked about, is everyone's gone through it and said it's unlike anything they've ever come across in their entire lives. I'm talking about some elite self-help Jedis who've read every book under the, under the sun because it's built out of actual truth. It came through me because I got my butt kicked so many times that I can access a measure of humility unless I talk about it, and then I get my butt kicked again. So it's like the truth is those, that, those are the best teachers, you know, the ones that have had their butts kicked over and over and over because you know they're coming from a place of truth. They don't they don't want you to hurt, so they, they're going to give it to you straight when you're not embodying your full self. You know, and that's the idea of truth. Truth yeah. heals. Truth is the power of, uh, of the manifester path. And I'm a truth operative and also the elder path. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the first thing we do is we either accept it or don't, right? We we either say yes to our path or we say, mm, I, I'm not ready. Yeah. And then two is we really begin to look for the help that it takes to embody it instead of feeling like we have to do it all by ourselves. Yes. Okay. I love that. I love that because I think a lot of people, you know, my motto is if you want to go fast, go alone. Um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together, right? You're always going to need people at some point to help you through it. And you don't have to do it by yourself. So I love that you mentioned that because I think that's so important, especially if you're really trying to do the work. You know? But it's got to be the right people, too. Yeah, of like, course. They're shiny little egos like, I'll help you. And they don't know what they're talking about. Those of us who do it because it's the calling, 
right? Not because you want to have 50,000 followers, but because it's who our souls are, our infinite selves. It's a very different resonance, but we're not going to try and convince anybody. I don't convince people to sign up with me. Like I just am. I don't need to push it on you. You're going to know energetically if this is a home for you or if it's not right. It's on the other person. So, okay. So all this beautiful work that you're doing, I want to know how my listeners can get access to what you're doing to you. How do they work with you? How do they get started? Where can we find you? Let's start the simplest place, unseenally.com. Okay. So I'll speak to listeners. So first of all, thank you for hanging out with us, truly. And we very <laughs> much thank you for your presence. And I'm sure you know, Naz is a very authentic soul. Every time I've sat with her, the presence is very pure. And that sounds like a compliment. It's more of an objective statement. It is a compliment, but it's just truth. And this is how you're attracted to Naz and her, her, her show that speaks to your integrity also it's not again it's not only says a kiss butt type situation i'm saying please look at these variables so if you want to do some work with me go to unseenally.com unseenally.com and it's a very low fee entry point but if you do it send me an email and say hey i found you through nas and i have something special planned for your listeners uh, I, I like surprises and gifts it's one of my love languages I but, love that. yeah yeah, and, and I get no pressure. If I don't resonate with you, I honor you and I love you and I wish you great joy and happiness and and everything fall in place wonderfully for you. If I do resonate, awesome, cool. I'd love to reconnect with old friends and allies. But again, unseenally.com is the first step. Watch the video, see if it resonates, learn how to differentiate your energy from other people because a lot of us are on empathy overload. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there who are not doing the work. God bless your little hearts. And it's not your job to take all that on. You can, but I don't suggest it. Yeah. And then yeah. from there, make sure you just make sure you message me though. Like send me an email, reply to one of the emails, and and we'll take it from there. I love that. Unseenally.com, right? Yeah. Unseenally.com. I will put it in the show notes. If this episode resonated with you, if you heard something that really spoke to you, I absolutely encourage you to reach out to Ryan and to Ryan. Thank you so much for being here. I always love speaking to you. I love your authenticity. I love to see where you are because he is, Ryan is a digital nomad and he's always <laughs> in a different place. So it's always exciting to see where you are. Thank you so much for the work you're doing. And I appreciate you being on the show. To my listeners, go and take advantage of whatever the surprise discount is from Ryan and get started again if this spoke to you. And I will see you next time on Third Eye Talks. Bye. Awesome. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie brought to you by Believe It Life Coaching. Follow us on Instagram at Believe It Coach or visit our website for more information. BelieveItLifeCoaching.com. dot